Hey friends, on this show we have my brother from Maverick CD Music, Aaron Moses. Now on this episode, we talk about some things. There are some events where some crazy prayers were answered and some movements of the spirit occurred and it was beautiful. And I think this is a thing we need to dive into a little more, but that's for another time and place. This episode with Aaron, we talk about some crazy stuff from writing a number one hit when being broke and living in a trailer to what, writing with Pastor Stephen Furtick, meeting some of his uh, worship music big bros, man, it's nuts, this episode is crazy. And if you're an artist, a writer, uh, uh, a musician, dancer, whatever, if you have this desire and this dream to get into an industry, man, this episode, man, I think it'll speak to your heart. I know it will. So. Keep it locked. Let's do this thing. Get ready for love. <laughs> Woo! Oh, so we got Aaron Moses in the building, man. Yo, we're so grateful uh, to actually connect with you, man. We've been we've been a fan of a lot of a lot of the work you've been doing, man. Um, and thank you, bro. Yeah, like yo, are you originally from Jersey? Yeah, I was born and raised back and forth between Newark and Belleville. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. Bro, I graduated from Belleville High, but I also went to Eastside High School in Newark, New Jersey, and in the Iron Brown area. And um, yeah, bro. And now, and I saw that you recently moved uh, to Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm in Columbus. Uh, I've been in Columbus for about three years now three yeah i think it's been three years maybe yep yeah so a lot of people like when we when we were talking to nay that origin story about how she joined up with math was like something a lot of people want to hear about um and a concept that we like to talk about here on this podcast is like a lot of things don't just happen overnight right like right. you didn't just like people just saw you with Mav and they're like, yo, this guy just popped up from out of nowhere. But honestly, you've been putting in work for a, for, for a long time. So Bro. I definitely want to hear how you joined. I've been I've been doing full time ministry for the last eight years, man. Woo. Um, I've been I've been doing this for quite a while. Um, before I uh, before I joined, Ma- joined Maverick, I was traveling with a, a with a man, a worship leader named Eddie James. Mm. And I traveled with him for about three years and um, was a part of, you know, his platform, led worship. I mean, if you know anything about Eddie's ministry, he travels day in, day out. And um, mm. we would go, we would, we were from state to state every day, just leading worship and uh, just carrying the gospel. And uh, um, I was his MD at one point and um, we wrote and produced for his albums at one point. So, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while, but when I transitioned out, I didn't want to go back home to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like as far as like ministerially for me, I didn't feel like it was where I needed to be. So I ended up hitting my best friend, Dante's yeah, Dante, Bo. I hit him up and said, hey, bro, I may just stick around with you for a little bit. And this is for <laughs> anybody knew us, man. Nobody knew us. Nobody. We weren't doing anything. You know what I mean? We were just writing and you know, and doing what we are doing now, just without, you know, without the opportunities or doors opening. 
or really any money in our pocket either. <laughs> Keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, I mean, Dante posted. Dante posted a. Uh, and this might be skipping ahead, but this is just a side note. Dante posted a picture yesterday. I did too, but he in his caption, it was a picture about a number one that we have right now. Uh, we wrote this song called "In Spite of Me," mm -hmm. uh, for Tasha and featuring Sierra. And um, it's number one on Billboard Gospel Airplay right now. And um, his caption, thanks, bro. Yeah. His caption said, when I wrote it, when we wrote this, I, I don't even think I had $500 to my name. And like, real talk, we had no money. <laughs> like, we had no money just writing and like, you know, songs like Real Thing. Yeah. You know, and Be Praised came from a little two bedroom, one bathroom trailer on, on a random piece of land where we were living like bro we were you know we were tucked away but the way the way i got connected to maverick was um dante had done the first set of writing sessions and recordings for maverick the first ever recording which is volume one it had a real thing on it and um uh welcome in this place mm -hmm. on there and um I'm trying to think of the other ones that are on there i know um alton had a song on there and but anyways, so yeah, that was, doxology, right? Doxology, right? Yeah, the doxology. Then um, after that recording, they came back to Atlanta and did another writing camp, and that's when I, Dante just I just tagged along. <laughs> and uh, I had I had already known Tony uh, yeah. prior to this record uh, to to the the uh, the camp from House Fires. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but I had started getting connected to everybody else, like Alton. I didn't know any of them. You know what I mean? Then mm. I came to the camp and um, my first writing session ever was with Kirby from House Fires, Kier, and a man named Justin Jarvis. And um, I wrote this, we wrote this song called Walk With Me. And mm -hmm. it was my first official placement from a math camp. Uh, House Fires ended up putting it on their, on their last album. So um, yeah, bro, it was, it was, it's been a pretty cool ride, man. Bro, how was that? Like just being the new kid on the block though, um, I know that. I know how that felt. So I, it, I honestly just walked in and was cool. I'm a jokester, so I just walked. I just walked in and was myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a little nervous though. I didn't know anybody, but you know, like the thing with me is, if you know me, I, my close friend group, like I, it's just, it don't matter where I am. If my friends are around, I'm, I'm straight. I, yeah, yeah. Put me in a room with Obama. If I'm, if I'm <laughs> I'm straight. I'm. I'm. If, if if my boys aren't there, I'm gonna be like, oh man, this is weird. But if my homies are there, bro, let me tell you something. It don't matter where you put me. I'm gonna be. I just be myself, man. It's gonna be cool. So, but it it was a special experience, man. I was honored. And then um, the way I started playing piano, I'm actually, I don't. I can't even really recall where that transition happened. I think when. When we were at the camp, I was just playing keys and Tony and them were like, wow, this could like really play. And I would play for like the little worship sessions that we do before before our before our writing cramp, uh, our writing sessions start. And um, man, I would just play keys. And then I guess for the next recording, I was just on keys and <laughs> it just became a thing. It, it's just and I would, I've been having conversations about how my like my piano playing ha has become a thing. It's like. Mm. It's been it's weird because I don't consider myself like, you know, the maestro of keys. You know what I mean? I just feel like I just feel like I have a sound. I, if anything, I I understand that I have a sound and I'm confident in my sound. Yeah. You know, and like, it's just cool. I've been you know just 
really encouraging other people with that. Like, just believe and understand your sound, believe in your sound, be confident in your sound. So, because I know you also play guitar too. I play it all, man. I play bass, guitar, drums. My first instrument is drums, bro. I started yeah. playing drums at the age of two. Started playing drums at the age of two. I was the main one of the main drummers of my church growing up at the age by the age of six. Wow. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> but guitar and piano and all that didn't come till later. Like, yeah. I would say, like, middle school, high school, it really started really like, mm. you know, I was like, oh, this could be a thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, piano, my, my, me and my best friend, Nico, mm-hmm. we would literally be at the house and sit in front of a computer screen, just practicing and messing around. And you know what I mean? And now Nico does uh creative directing and and videography for all kinds of artists that we all know like israel and yeah maverick i mean he does it for everybody you know so i mean it's pretty cool to to see this that friendship dynamic like how you know we came up together and and what the lord is doing at us so yeah yeah man it, it definitely i definitely appreciate how important your friendships are you know like you know if your friends are there you're feeling good like you tagged along tagged along with dante and then you have your other homie Nico, who's now, you know, also yeah. working in the same spaces with you, bro. Yeah, that, bro. that's awesome, man. Yeah, um, yo, you mentioned, um, you mentioned uh, a big hitter real quick, our brother Israel, bro. That's kind of like one of the godfathers of Christian oh, contemporary, man, bro. That's bro. That yeah, I mean, I can go on and on and on about Israel. I tell him all the time. I hope he never gets weirded out but (laughs) i mean honestly like i told israel like bro you don't know you don't understand the impact you've had on my life like Mm. the reason the reason i play and lead is because i saw israel do it like yeah yeah. if you ask eddie james who is like a spiritual father to me like he knows like he, he in the ministry with eddie he used to talk about how, you know, Eddie and Israel and Fred Hamden came up together and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. I'm like, Israel, man, Israel. Like, he didn't, you know, seriously, like, I I, met, I mean, every time I say, like, Israel had this crazy impact on my life. It, I really, when I saw him do what he does, it inspired me to feel yeah. like I could do it too. Playing from the keys and leading. Yes. I remember there was this one video. I don't even know where it was. He probably would be like, how did you see that video? <laughs> he, he was like, he was showcasing some kind of pianos. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, oh, seeing how he like really, he was like really expounding and started leading from the piano. And I was like, man, I want to do that too. Or even like when I, when I saw him lead, you know, to worship you, I live from the piano. You know what I mean? And just all that. Like, I can go, you know, instance to instance that I've watched him do something. And I'm like, wow, that's inspiring. I want to do that. Yeah. But like, is, you know, and even even his music I've had encountered. I feel like I practice the presence of God, with mm. his, you know, with his songs from years ago, you know. And, um, yeah, so now to be able to work with him and be able to call him a friend and, um you know, it's just so special. I'm really, really grateful. It's like full circle moments for me. For yeah. Me. It's got to be surreal, though, you know, because like I remember watching so him. surreal. Yeah, right? Like yeah. this doesn't, like if you think about it, from a dude coming from Jersey, like coming from the places where like, I don't know how you came up, but I didn't come up with bread. 
I didn't come up with connects, you know? <laughs> so now to be, yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously you talk about being in that, that small trailer like apartment. That doesn't sound like a dude coming up with connects. <laughs> no, 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 bro. That, and, and that's, what's cool. Like when it came to connecting with Israel, it had nothing to do with connects. It just had mm. everything to do with like relationship, like mm. just, the way it's with the way it began. It was like relational. Now I remember like two, maybe right. I, I feel like it was right before I started doing stuff with math. Um, Travis Green had this conference. He used to do this conference called Engage, mm-hmm. Engage Culture. And he, uh, after the conference was done, he would do like this after party, but it wasn't like a party. It was more like a, it was more like worship unplugged. You know what I mean? <laughs> he would have like, he would like rent out this venue and have food and, you know, have the artists and we would just lead or whatever. And we had a moment where he bought it. The first time I think I saw Israel and Adrian outside of like, you know, church or like worship, whatever, mm-hmm. an event. And um, they were there and I was with Dante and I was like, I saw them walk in and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and then, man, they had me, they had him come up to lead some stuff. And then Tra- I, tro- I toured with Travis. I was I was his piano player for a tour we did w- with Ooh. Passion and Elevation a couple Whoa. years. This is before Mav too, a couple years, a couple years back. And um, Israel, I mean, uh, Travis knew, like, I loved Israel. Yeah. Music, love everything, you know, just everything about him. And um, Trav called me up to to do, like, a mic toss with Israel. And I did uh, uh, Your Presence is Heaven, I believe it was. And, like, I was just, like, so disappointed in myself. (laughs) You know what I mean? And You know, and then me and Iz talked about that moment too, which is pretty cool. But I mean, it's still surreal, man. I think me and Iz now we joke a lot and and uh, talk a lot, but I think I always have this utmost honor and respect for him, and even even more so now because I know how cool he is. Like, man, mm. I didn't know him personally, but now that I know him personally, I'm like, yo, this guy is like one of the most honest people. Like, he's mm. super honest, super down. I feel like I can. If something's bothering me, I feel like I could tell Is like, man, this, this this is going on. Like he's just he's just so real. And Adrian, even now, that's like that's like my big sis. I call her my manita. That's my that's my big <laughs> sis. You know, my my Puerto Rican big sis. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just so special, bro. It's- well, your your audio's your audio's off. Uh oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. you know the new Mac. I was trying to wipe my MacBook because it got all kind of dust and it muted. <laughs> You know, you know, you know the new MacBook bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I was saying, um, it's just crazy how when you can, when you make a decision to stay faithful, mm. you know, it's just crazy the things that the Lord will purposely do to like show you, like you see, when you say yes to me. I would have never thought I was here. You know, a couple of weeks ago we just recorded the new Maverick Espanol album. And mm. I had I had Iz on a new song and we wrote and produced the song two hours before uh performing it. Mm. And like just being in the creative process and being able to really like we were throwing back and forth ideas, back and forth, like, oh, we should do this, like, oh man, we should do this. It was just like, wow, I'll ne- I'll never in my life forget that experience. Yeah. And then Asian came in. I don't even think like we really, like really, really rehearsed it when, you know what I mean? Cause we were creating during yeah. rehearsal and like, she just killed it. 
she just mm. killed it as if she had been listening to the song for weeks. So was, <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget the experience, man. Man, you are, uh, man. It's there's so many ways, so many places I want to go with this conversation where you talked about being faithful. Yeah, man, like being. I don't want this to kind of like be missed because. Like when people look at you and Nay, Dante, they're looking at real people. Like sometimes yeah. you can look at some people who have been there on the charts and all that. Also, congratulations on all the Billboard winner uh, awards. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But you're looking at a real person who just yeah. stayed faithful. Oh, yeah. And we talk about how hard it is, though. To but stay yeah. faithful. Oh, bro, if, if you knew the conversations I had just a year ago, even just a year ago, even I would say even a little less than a year ago, like maybe, maybe a little more than a year ago, but just even conversations I would have with Dante and my best friends, Jesse and Omar. I had this one conversation where I was, I was telling him, like, I think I'm quitting. I think Ooh. I'm going back to school and doing and studying what I originally wanted to study. I wanted to, originally my dream was to be an FBI agent. I went to school, I started a semester for it. Like that was my wow. dream and I told him, I, I was like, I think I want to quit. I think I want to quit and just study something else. And like, and like, they just were like, they laughed at me actually. That's why I love my <laughs> friends. They laughed at me and said, bro, what? <laughs> Where is this coming from? You know, y'all laughing. That's why I don't tell y'all nothing. You know, but that's that's my friends. You know, that's my homies. That's my people. And like all that to say, like, man, I've I've heard it said this. Sometimes you're afraid to do it. You know, mm. sometimes you're fearful to do it. But don't say no just because you're fearful. Just do it afraid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this journey for me, I've done a lot of things afraid. You know, I've, I've done a lot of things like, oh, my gosh, am I even equipped for this? But I do it anyways. Yeah. Like, that's why it's rewarding. You know what I mean? Like, feel, I, like just you got you just got to be faithful. And just like David, mm. you know, when the prophet came to anoint him and said he's going to be king. David was like, uh, OK, <laughs> right. Right. Back, right? Right, right back. <laughs> To his sheep. Yep, yep. Because the Lord in that season, God called him to be a shepherd over mm -hmm. his sheep. Yeah. And he was faithful to that. He was so faithful to that. And like sometimes it feels like you're tired dealing with sheep. <laughs> you're in that season. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're in that season where you're where you're just supposed to be a shepherd over some things that you really don't want to be shepherd shepherding, you know. Yeah. I mean? But like, man, if you're just faithful. God had God actually is obligated to be faithful to what he spoke has mm. to he act he actually is obligated if you just mm. think about it like if Jesus spoke it and I'm faithful he has to do it there's no mm. there's no there's no if ands or buts like yeah. if he said it and you're faithful to what he spoke he has to he has to be faithful to what he spoke mm. he's not a man he should lie Mm. the son of man he should repent like he he has to be faithful to what he spoke he's yeah. going he's gonna do it it yeah. might not be how you want it might not be how you thought it might not be how you envisioned or you dreamed but when he does it it'll be better than what you could have imagined it to be that's a fact not to not to be you know cheesy here but he's you know if you said it we believe it because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 
for real, man. And that's my life. Like, that's really, really, really my life. That's yeah. Really my life. Yo, so take me, um, take me into some of these writing sessions, right? You yeah. have written at this point, and some of the some of the crazy songs have coming out come out of these writing sessions. Yeah, I know you guys just did an album with Elevation, mm-hmm. and you know, were you in any of those writing sessions? Oh yeah, I was in a lot of those writing. Oh, sessions. see, there we go. I'll give you the segue. Take, take me there, bro. I had, I, had a, I had a couple writing <laughs> sessions. Some, some of which, some songs hadn't made it, you know. But um, I mean, just being able to write with Pastor Stephen, he's a genius. Yeah. He's one of the most incredible writers I've ever. Like I, I told him, I said, bro, you're, you're on another level. Like when it mm. comes to writing, he's just, he's just. He, he, his well is just so deep. It's so rich. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he always has something. Yeah. Most of the time it's like conversational. Like he'll just, he'll be talking about something and then it'll just bring a song. That's just Mm. what happened. And, um, you know, I got to write the song youth to this on the album. Mm. Yes. Pastor Steven. And, um, I just remember being in the room that I was with Brandon and we were just talking about like, man, really wanting to have like this intimate song where people could just like, cause we had so many like big songs, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it would be beautiful to have like this intimate, like just one-on-one with Jesus. And that's when it came with minutes turning into hours. Nothing really matters. I just want you. So that's mm. like where all that stuff came from. And man, Pastor Steven, it, it was amazing. Those writing sessions, a lot of these writing sessions really start with conversation, man. Yeah. And also the interviews I do and they ask me this question, it's like, I just, I just tell them that it's just really, I feel the reason why the Lord is breathing on a lot of these songs is because of where they come from. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, they start with conversation. They start with, Hey man, how are you feeling? Like what have the, what, what, what's been burdening you? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and especially during all of this, all of this, you know, injustice that's been going mm. on. We've been super intentional with being honest with what we write. Yeah. Which is why, you know what I mean? Like some of the things we've been writing is like, you know, hopefully the church, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're in I think, I think the Lord honors, I think the Lord is honoring our writing because of, we're like super authentic. Like we try yeah. to be as authentic as we can when it comes to what we're saying, because it matters. Because what we're what we're saying is actually in our hearts. You know mm. what I mean? Really, like God of I wrote God of Midnight, and um, when I wrote that, Bo, you know, it was like the, if you listen to the verses, it's like, like I'm about to give up. Like I actually feel like a failure. I feel like I, it's done. You know, it's over for me. In the mm. corner is that's when you come through like you always do hard mm. and confident nothing is too hard for him you know what i mean yeah so, like, it's honest where we write super honest dante's song real thing baby steps my child to you it may be nothing but it makes daddy proud like mm. to us sometimes our baby steps that we yeah. see taken day by day is like i'm not making any progress but the lord is like no that's progress progress yeah. progress no matter how you look at it yeah. And, um, you know, I can I can go on and on about examples, but I, th- I feel like that's why the Lord is honoring it. So our writing sessions really do start off with like conversation, you know, yeah. and from there we just that's where these songs come from. 
Yeah, now that's beautiful. You know, now hearing like the thoughts behind it, you see the authenticity of the everyday disciple of Christ. Now, this kind of leads me to another conversation that me and one of my homies have had, you know, as we're both worship leaders in our in our local churches, we often have a conversation of do we think it's like what do we think about the fact that worship leaders are looked at as leadership figures where you essentially have a specific skill of maybe not only leading worship, but singing, writing, like, and then you're kind of looked at as a leader. Like, do you think that's fair for worship leaders? Cause then they get put on a higher pedestal and, you know, like you could fall off of that. Uh, well, when you do, when you choose to do what we're doing, you just have to understand that influence comes. Mm. It doesn't matter. I mean, and that's not just with music. Anything you do, you're going to have influence. Yeah. With people. And for us, we just have a, we've been given a platform that is like on another level of influence, you know? And so we're just honest with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're honest with each other. We're accountable over each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bro. I just, I think like it just comes with it, bro. You can't, you yeah. can't edit it. You can't, I mean, you chose it. You know what I mean? Mm. You chose it. Like we're choosing to write songs that are actually really, really good. You know, <laughs> like, you know, um, yeah, I just, I just think the influence is just going to come, but this, I mean, this is, isn't this what we want though? Like the, mm. the more people that look at us, like they get to see Jesus. The more people that hear our songs, they get to hear the love. They get to hear different revelation than, you know, the crap that we're hearing, you know, aside from this, you know what I mean? That's true. It's kind of like you, it's like coming back to being afraid, you know, yeah. it's like you have two choices. You can either not do it, then the goodness that also comes from it yeah doesn't happen yeah now it's a big responsibility i'm not i'm not i don't want to look away from that you know like if you're wanting to do what we're doing just know there's a big responsibility like i even i'm at a place now where like i just go places and people just know me yeah like, yeah, yeah. i've told my wife sometimes like that's really scary and i don't mm. you know like, it don't matter where I am. Like, what if they catch me at a bad day? I just had a bad mood. It's yeah. Bad. The line is long. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like honest. Like, sometimes you got to be honest with each other. That's why, I would, that's why I say what I said. Like, you got to be accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it just it just comes with it. But it's just beautiful because you, this is, this is, you know, what we were called to do to make disciples mm. and yeah and that and that uh, to me that's just a cool way of saying like just make people aware of my love you Ooh, know yeah when, you, when people are aware of my love they want to follow that especially now people want people want to people will only follow authenticity they mm. will only follow think people that are genuine yeah you know, things that is worth dying for you know what i mean yeah yeah like once you've had a taste of his love, like it's really worth it. And that's what, and that's what we're around for, man. That's what we're around mm. for. That's what we're touring for, you know, not yeah. so our music, but man, we're going to see healing. People are going to, people are going to finally see that Jesus was there all along. 
Yeah. You know? And um, man, so influence has its downside, mm-hmm. you know, but it also like, it just comes with it, bro. It comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what they talk about in the Bible about, you know, the body having multiple parts, right? And yeah. we need people to be yeah. doing it. Like, because yeah. if you're not doing it, then, you know, then who's going to write these specific things, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, bro, for those, for those who are trying to do this, yeah. just, just be authentic, man. You know, yeah, yeah. just be authentic. It's- it sounds like, you know, you're t- teaching somebody who's once again to the drug game. Like, yo, if you want to do this, man, just know what it comes <laughs> Know what it comes with. What it comes with. <laughs> Gotta be strapped at all times. <laughs> yo, bro, I was, um, I was on your IG, right? And yeah. you told this story that I'll just refer to as the barren womb testimony. Yo, bro. Can you tell that story here, man? Oh, on my Instagram. Oh, it's the Instagram, bro. Yeah, where people thought my wife was pregnant. Yeah. People thought I was talking about my wife. Right? <laughs> okay, so so this is what happened. I think it was like last year. I don't necessarily remember when exactly it was. I, mean, I remember I was um, leading worship at my home church here. In, uh, my home church is in Phoenix City, Alabama. It's a church called Adareth, which means the mantle of glory. In mm. And... Um, uh, I was just leading worship on Sunday morning and the Lord had me, he He just had me sing over wombs that were barren. And I just began to prophesy in the room like, hey, you know, just I just feel from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that there's some women here that are dealing with barren wombs, you know, you're and you're just unable to reproduce and create, you know, which is our intention. We're supposed to multiply, we're supposed to create, you know, or that's, that's the, that's what the Lord would want from us you know what i mean um and i just began to sing over wombs and prophesy that man your your womb is opening up the lord is opening your womb you're gonna have a child blah 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 and not too long after that um one of the ladies from my church sent me a uh, a facebook messenger a message through there and um pretty much sent me a picture and and you know, if you go back to the post on my Instagram, it'll show you everything she's saying. But pretty much that after I prophesied that, uh, you know, she had been trying with her husband. And finally, she after that word was spoken, her womb opened up and she was pregnant. And she's actually, almost, if, if she might be here now, I think the baby should be here now. If not, if not almost. But um, yeah, man, that was that was a that was a special special thing that happened at my church which is really special bro do you know how insane i mean not insane but you know the you know the love of god and the, that's a that's like a miracle type of thing it's a miracle it's a miracle bro and also like it's it it takes also some bravery for you to say all right god i'm gonna listen to you as i speak over women's bodies that i don't know <laughs> you know like the functioning you know but you know what there's another story that was like that's cr- as far as like the miracle of that, as far as your body, only yeah. God can do that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. There was this other instance where I was like, it wasn't necessarily healing in the body, but it was healing in a marriage. And um, bro, I remember, this was years ago too. I remember I was at a church called The Resting Place in New Jersey. Uh, shout out to Pastor Ali. I love you, man, if you're watching this. But, um, <laughs> uh, we got to make sure we tag him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember this is, this is crazy. This is, this takes a lot of boldness. Like I was grateful that the Lord in that moment gave me supernatural boldness and courage to do that. I remember he said, I want you to, I want you to call every married, married couple up to the front and sing this song and have them dance with each other. I said, Lord, okay, this now you're getting weird. <laughs> in my head, in my head. I said, Lord, you really are, you really are getting weird now. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. I I, 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 I called them up and I, I, I said, man, I feel like every married couple is supposed to dance to this. And I, I was singing this song from Eddie James called, uh, Dance with me, oh lover of my soul, to the song of all, to uh, to the, to, to the, da, da, da. I forgot the, that last part. You didn't forget the lyric when you were singing yeah. it, right? Yep. <laughs> it's me, oh lover of my soul, to the song of all, it's something like that. But um, anyways, I just, I was like, I'm gonna just sing it and y'all dance with each other. And I just felt like the Lord was gonna restore marriages. And bro, I got messages of married couples saying we were about to give up. And tonight the Lord blew life into our marriage and like reignited that first love back into our marriage. I, I'll never forget that. Bro, that, that was, was I, even I, crazy. I, that I was, got chills. Too. Yeah, that, that was crazy, too. That wasn't necessarily healing. But, man, that's... That is healing, bro. Healing. But yeah. that is healing. Yeah, yeah. It might not be physical healing, but that's... Bro, that's marriage, bro. The that's sometimes even harder. Yeah. So it was just... Yeah. Boldness, bro. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that bold. I'm not, I'm not that bold. You know, that is, that ain't my, it wasn't even my church, you know, but it was like... That's like <laughs> But um, yeah, bro. I'll never, I'll never forget that, bro. Yo, you gonna roll up to someone's church and tell a marriage, "Come on here, I'm gonna have y'all dance." That's that's some Old Testament kind of stuff. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. That, I, that was. I mean, my, my my the churches I grew up in would have stoned me. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing married couples up here to dance. What? <laughs> Yo, so. did you grow up in like smaller churches? I grew up. I mean, the church I grew up in wasn't. It wasn't small, but it wasn't like huge. Mm -hmm. Um, it had, I had. They were maybe like a thousand members, if maybe. Oh, that's that's pretty oh, good. That's a pretty yeah. good size. That's, that's not a bad size. That's a good size. I mean, yeah, that's not a bad size. Um. It's old school assemblies of God, Pentecostal. Yeah. You know, did, did you have to dress up in like a, a suit and tie? I mean, you know, when I was younger, like young, young, yes, but it was mostly because my parents, my mom, and my dad <laughs> wanted me real dressed up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that was them. But not necessarily. Like it was, they allowed the guys to like kind of, the girls are a little harder to get away with, but. <laughs> You know, yeah. Yo, do you feel like um, you lose something as you get bigger as a church versus when you can be smaller? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, of course, it's it's hard for a pastor to look to watch over mm. thousands of people. 
Yeah. You know what I mean, um, Jesus had 5,000 and 10,000 follow him at some point. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't look at it at losing something. Mm. I just feel like it's strategy. You just have to have yeah. different strategy. You know what I mean? Um, and you have to, you have to equip. You have to know how to equip. If you don't know how to equip leaders, you don't need to have 10,000 people at your church. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's all on you. But, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily look at it as losing, you know. I just think that you just, the Lord is gracing you with influence to reach many more people. Yeah. At once. I mean, my friend, Mike Todd is an example. Oh yeah, Mike Todd. You know, one of the fastest growing churches. Like it blew It's up. crazy. Oh they're in an arena right now yeah. <laughs> but um man that god has given them grace so i wouldn't say that they lost i just think mm. i just think that they've had they've they've had to restructure they've had to like strategize over like how are we gonna yeah. do this and 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 properly shepherd mm. all these people and honestly like man you know transformation nation is not ten thousand. they got like <laughs> that like they got like Millions of people that you know what I mean? like, watch in every week, you know, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people that like every week are anxious to hear, you know, what Pastor Mike has to say, what Pastor Charles have to say, yeah, you know, what Pastor Bree has to say, like, you know, they're they're watching and mm. um, yeah. So I, as far as losing, I don't know that they're losing anything. I just think they they gotta, they just have to. It's the approach changes. The approach, yeah, yeah, the yeah, approach yeah. changes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like what what we talked about before. It's like either you're going to be afraid to do something like we could yeah. be afraid to grow, yeah. you know, um, because we're afraid of like what, what, what the temptations, what the losing, what, how we can go astray. But it's like, but if you don't do it, nobody will experience, you know, God in that way. Yeah. Well, the, the perfect example is like Jesus fed the 12 when he was passing around the bread and the wine, but Jesus also had to feed the multitude. Mm. But he had the disciples and the young boy. Mm. He broke the bread, you know, and, and multiplied the bread and the fish and had them go. As opposed to when he had the 12, he said, this is my, this is my body and this is my blood and mm -hmm. pass it to them. So the message doesn't change. He's still talking mm. about the cross. He's still talking about, you know, the resurrection. He's still, still talking about that kingdom come that will be done. You know what I mean? But yeah um the approach changes you know yeah so i think i think that's that's just a great example i've never thought of it in that way either so thank you holy spirit that wasn't me i'm not well, amen <laughs> in the nick of time too <laughs> that's a that's a nick of time revelation <laughs> thank you lord thank you lord thank you <laughs> so yeah yo um like just to start wrapping up you know um because i do really want to be respectful of your time um yeah, what what is one of the biggest things that you've learned over these last couple of years as your your calling, your career has really blown up? That it all doesn't matter. Oh, really doesn't. I think that the calling on your life matters. But when you but when you when you put over over importance on things that fade yeah you've started off wrong mm. and i feel like i feel like my whole life 
I've put over emphasis and over importance on things that just fade, like the opinion of man, you know, um, ministry. Like I've, I've talked about even the internal searching of what ministry even is, you know what I mean? Like internally we've, we've thrown ministry around and calling around all that, like, you know, all that fades, you know, all that fades, but the way you love your brother and your sister doesn't, you know? So like, if the foundation isn't love, like, because you love people, yeah, you know, I just think it's off, like your foundation is off. So really for me, I'm at a place now where I'm just so grateful that I just don't care about this stuff. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I really don't. I just want to love my wife. Mm. Jesus loves me and the church. I just want to love my daughter. You know, like Jesus loves my daughter. Mm. I want to love my brother and look at my brother, how Jesus looks at my brother. I want to look at my black brother and sister and look at them like Jesus looks at them. I want to look at my white brother and sister and looks at and and how he looks at them. You know, my Asian brothers and sisters, like my Indian brother, like all of that, especially with what we're going on, man. Like, man, I'm I'm just so heartbroken at the at the temperature of our nation. You know what I mean? And with everything going on and it's like it just doesn't stop. And it just proves to me that all this crap does not matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just doesn't matter the money you make off of all it is, the accomplishments. I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for the relationships and the opportunities I've gotten and the platforms I've been able to step on. But at the end of the day, bro, man, when, I, when I'm at the gates of heaven, you know, I'm going to be accountable for how I love my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For how... You know, I chose to be honest with you and not lie to you in your face. Mm. How I chose to be integral with my emotions and integral in my character. Like all of that, man. I, like all of that really matters to me. So, yeah, that's that's I've in all my years. Now I've arrived to a place where I'm like. I could care less, bro. Seriously. And I'm grateful about it. Some people might look at that and say, uh, you know, that's a little <laughs> iffy. Uh, that's your opinion. <laughs> I'm the, I'm on the interview right now. Yeah. <laughs> I asked you. I ain't asked them. You asked me. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, bro. Seriously, man. I just I just I just want to love, man. I just I want to I want to I want to love better. I want to love better, bro. That's 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 what I've learned. All this doesn't it doesn't matter. Just like the Bible says, you're 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 clanging symbol. Man, of course you would choose the musical reference too. Clang <laughs> symbol, bro. Yeah. No love. Yeah. If you have no, you can speak in all kinds of tongues and know all kind of revelation. But if you have no, if you have no love, it means nothing. That's crazy. That's the the Bible tells you you can speak in other in heavenly tongues and you, and you know what I mean. That yeah. the Bible is telling you that you yeah. can do all that, but if you don't love trash it bro trash it and that i've i'm i've thanked the lord that i've arrived to a place because i used to matter it used to matter it used to mean everything to me 
Mm. But what people thought, it used to mean everything to me that I would finally have these, this opportunity and finally get this opportunity. And now that I have it, I'm like, you know, it means, it really, really does. It, it just shows that, man, I got a gift. Mm. You know what I mean? I got a gift. So what is it unto? Is it unto that? Or is it unto loving people? And that's oh. why when I posted that number one from Tasha yesterday, mm -hmm. that's why I said in the caption, I said, let's keep writing songs that just bring people to the revelation and the knowledge of his love for them. That's really, and I feel like I've arrived there. So yeah, man, it's, it's a message that I, you know, when you ask me, like, it just means a lot to me because oh. it's my testimony. You know, identity was, was my crutch. Mm. identity was a crush for me I didn't know who I was I didn't know whose I was I didn't know what I was and now that I've got all this I'm like I get it you know all oh, this doesn't matter and I'm not I'm not rich or anything like I, there's so much more to obtain and, and to get to but it's all unto loving all unto loving like <sighs> you know that little boy that brought the fish and the, and the bread what he had is probably all he found, but that's mm. what God multiplied because his heart was to give. He's like, this is all I have, but I'm going to give it, wow. you know? And like, I don't know, that's just where I'm at. And, and for people who are aspiring, get your foundation right. Mm. If your foundation isn't loving and spreading a message that will uplift and encourage and save somebody's life, then I don't, mm. maybe it's unto nothing. My goodness. <laughs> wow. Um, yo, I'm going to do like Pastor Ali and, and put you on the spot. Can you pray for our listeners? Can you pray for what? Can you pray for our listeners? Oh, yeah, of course. Just, you know, I, I, this is the first time I'm having somebody do this. Yeah, of course. But after all those stories you shared, bro, there's some power in these prayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Lord, first and foremost, I thank you um for this opportunity to be able to speak with some friends some friends that i'm meeting now and um just talk about you and talk about what you're doing um for everybody who's listening lord i just ask that they would be encouraged to believe that what they have is enough that what you've given them right now what they have in their possession right now is more than enough um, I just, I just speak a level of confidence to every listener to believe, you know, that they're looking at me for the answers, but they have the answer, you know, and I just, I just speak that confidence to believe and to take the steps, although they're doing it afraid, just like Peter stepped out the water. I'm sure he was afraid, but he stepped out anyways, Lord, I just declare that there's going to be a bunch of Peters after this podcast that listen, I just declare that every listener is going to be that Peter that was brave enough and bold enough to take a step out of the boat and understand that, yes, they may, they, they may drown, you know, or they, you know, they, they may get distracted sometimes or some things may happen or they may think they're going to drown, but just to believe that you're there every step of the way. And I just, I even want to speak to every, um, every worship leader that's kind of listening to this, or every writer, I just ask Lord that the same way you've allowed me to write songs and have moments where people would be healed 
that marriages would be restored, that wombs would be open. Lord, I just ask, Lord, it's just the same spirit that raised you from the dead. And I just ask, Lord, that every, every listener, would their sensitivity to that spirit would increase so that when they're in moments where the Holy Spirit wants to do something, Lord, that they would be bold enough and sensitive enough to sense what he's wanting to do and to obey and, and, and do what you're calling them to do. And I speak over this podcast. I just speak that this podcast is what the name is, Search for Hope, that people that are searching for hope would listen, would listen to this podcast and find the hope they're looking for. People that are wanting to take their lives, that they will come to this podcast and decide, no, my life is worth it. There's so much more for me. That people who are looking for encouragement and man, they're at that this is their last straw, Lord. I just declare that they're gonna listen to this podcast and be healed. They're gonna be encouraged. They're gonna be overwhelmed with love. And I just thank you, Lord. And I just declare that everybody listening would be overwhelmed by love, that they would get the foundation right, and that everything they do would be out of a place of love, loving you and loving people, and not some selfish ambition kind of stuff, Lord, but I thank you. I thank you that you're doing something new in every listener. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bro, and that's that that's that's it, bro. That's all we got, bro. There's no no better way to end it, bro. Yo.